You're listening to Building Three Pillars, the podcast for the aspiring entrepreneur. Let's go. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Building Three Pillars. I'm your host, John Waters. So I hope you've had an amazing week so far. I know it's hard to believe, but we are already in the second week of 2023. And yeah, I mean, I hope you're sticking to those goals and I hope you're accomplishing things. So if you're not, I can almost guarantee it's because you probably haven't taken the time to actually sit down and figure out exactly what it is you want to do. And understandably so, that can be a pretty difficult task. So if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you saw the title and that is, can you see it? Right. What am I talking about? Well, today I want to focus on creating a vision and letting that vision be the groundwork for our future. All right. So that's what we're going to dive into today. But before we get started, I want to talk about that quote. Right. So as usual, we start off with a quote. Today's quote comes from Brian Tracy. All right. So he's talking about clarity in this particular one. And he says, have vision, determine what you want to become do or have in life have a sense of direction and know where you're going if you do not have clear specific goals in life you are doomed to work for others who do so i'm sure we've all heard some variation of this before but i'm sure we've also seen this turn out to be true in so many situations especially if you go to any job where they have people that have been there for 20 plus years you know they haven't moved up they're still working on the ground floor and there's nothing wrong with that Not everyone's meant to move up. Um, Some people are very comfortable being the worker and not necessarily the overseer or (laughs) that's probably not a good way to phrase it. But they don't really want the extra responsibilities. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're listening to this, I can almost guarantee that does not describe you. All right. So why did I choose that quote? Well, I've been on this Brian Tracy kick here recently. I've been listening to him for the last two weeks often on different podcasts, different shows, different things that he's talked about. And mostly I was listening to these things to work on myself, right? Because according to him, according to Napoleon Hill, according to Bob Proctor, according to Jim Rohn, before you can have success in life, you must first work on improving yourself, right? So that's where a big focus has been for me here recently, all right? Um... Yeah, I haven't always had a vision, but like I said, I wanted to get back to being on track, holding myself accountable, and I feel like a major part of that is going to come down to knowing where it is I want to go, being very mindful of what it is I want to accomplish, right? Um, Before I get into all the steps and all of those things, I want to first explain to you guys why I'm such a strong believer in this thought process, right? So once upon a time, life was looking rough. When I say rough, it was looking extremely rough. Um, I got out of the Marine Corps. We all know that. But I was in a situation at one point in time where things weren't going horrible, nor were they going well. I was kind of just stuck in the middle. All right. And it was at a point in time where things had just got done going horribly. Right. And I was in a position where someone had allowed me the opportunity to just have time, have time to think, have time to reflect, have time to come up with a game plan. And I wanted to make sure I made the most of my time. And so during that moment in my life, I found myself listening to a lot of um, 
Les Brown, a lot of Eric Thomas, a lot of Tony Robbins, a lot of this guy named Ralph from Infinite Waters. I was really just trying to piece together what it is I was missing. All right. And the overall thing came that I was missing out on having direction. I didn't have any goals written down, which I should have known about because in the Marine Corps, you always, you know, have goals. You always have objectives. You always have things to aim for. And I tend to do better when I know what it is I'm aiming at. I mean, I feel like that's probably true for all of us. It's hard to hit a target when you can't even identify what the target is. All right. Yeah, so I, you know, took that time back then to sit down and write these things down. I'd actually listened to all the material. I read the book Thinking Real Rich. I sat down and I wrote down my vision statement. I sat down and wrote down my I am and my affirmations for myself. And I repeated them daily. I listened to myself, repeat them to myself. I recorded myself on my phone. Well, before I started doing these podcasts, I was already up here filling my head with information, trying to get myself to the point where I reprogrammed my mind, right? And so that's why I'm such a strong believer, because all those things worked out. Everything that I wrote down and that I was willing to work for diligently, I achieved. And not to say again that I've, you know, reached the top of the greatest mountain there is, but I've accomplished enough so far that it reaffirms that if I keep doing those things, I will keep accomplishing more things. And so that's what I hope we all walk out of here. Well, maybe not walk, but that's what I hope we all gain from listening to this podcast and you know, doing some of the active steps I'm going to talk about here in a second. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get right into it. All right. Give me a second to get these notes together. All right. So again, this was inspired by Brian Tracy. Right. But I went to a couple different places to get some, you know, ideas on how to put the things he talked about into action. And one of the major things he talked about was having goals. All right. So you know, I like to go with these tips. My three tips for today are going to be as follows. All right. Some of them are going to be pretty lengthy. So if you have the opportunity to write this down or come back and listen to it again, I highly advise you do so. All right. But one of the first things that I took away from all the material I covered this weekend is write your goals down. And some of this is going to be verbatim. So I went to the Forbes.com and there was an author there named Mark Murphy, who is the CEO of Leadership IQ. He's also written a book called Hiring for Attitude. All right. So his article is pretty good. I want to share with you guys some of the things that I learned from that. And we're talking about the importance of writing our goals down. So he says that people who very vividly describe or picture their goals are anywhere from 1.2 to 1.4 times more likely to successfully accomplish their goals. Now, I know that number may not seem like a lot, right? But we're talking about how much more times likely you are to be successful than the average person who doesn't do that, right? And the more vividly we can write these things down, the more likely we are to accomplish them. So to take a step away from this particular, you know, section of our conversation, I want to talk about visualization. So I covered this in a podcast a long time ago, you know, sitting down and thinking about what it is you want to achieve, but not just thinking about it from, the perspective of watching the thing take place. You want to think about it from a perspective of putting yourself in the starring role and you're living this life and you're accomplishing these goals and really be in the moment when you're doing so. And when you're writing them down, imagine yourself being there. All right. So coming from that same article on Forbes.com, he says that 
neuropsychologists have identified the generation effect, which basically says individuals demonstrate better memory for material they've generated themselves than for material they've merely read. So the reason I bring this up is because one of my guys, Eric Thomas, talks about when you're writing your goals down, you want to review them morning, noon, and night. All right, so by reviewing them this way, we reinforce the program we're trying to put into our minds. So I use the word program because I envision our minds as being massive supercomputers. Maybe not massive in the form of how much space they take up, but mad, but um, massive in the capacity in which they can operate. So I don't know about you, but I once upon a time lived a life where it just seems like every day was the same day. You know, I went to work, I clocked in, I did my job, tossed my friends, went home, woke up, did it again, woke up, did it again, woke up, did it again. And it became so crazy that I already knew the kind of conversations I would have because I've had them before. We had them yesterday. We had them last week. We're going to have them again. You know, it became easy. I could almost go on cruise control when I did this. And I'll be completely honest, this wasn't very long ago. I was working at a factory and I remember I knew like right, when I walk in, I'm going to see this person. They're going to ask me this question. Sure enough, they would ask me this question. All right. When I get to this part where I have to actually do this job, it's going to be this guy that comes up and says this funny thing or this thing that's not funny because he said it 10 times already. Sure enough, he would come in and say this funny thing or this supposedly funny thing, you know, and then not even taking not even taking and putting the focus on others. But it became about myself I already knew. Well, when I get to work, I'm going to feel this way. Sure enough, I felt this way. It became easy to just be a part of that world, but it became more complicated to convince myself to break away from it, even though I knew I was meant to go and do something else. All right. So again, um, write your goals down, write them down, write them down, keep writing them down, keep reviewing them. All right. So that's tip one. Tip two, when we're talking about can you see it? Can you envision where you're going? All right. It helps if you can create a vision statement. All right. So this next portion comes from some material that I found on betterup.com. All right. So I actually got quite a bit from there. And that's where we're going to spend. Ugh, that's where we're going to spend a majority of our time today. So why talk about vision statements and what is a vision statement? All right. So a vision statement is a personal vision that describes your values, strengths and your goals. All right. And according to this same article, research has shown that a personal vision statement can help people pass from a cycle of stress to one of more balance. Awesome. So usually when you are usually when I hear the term vision statement, I imagine it from a business perspective. Right. I imagine every business has their their statement, what it is they came here to accomplish, what it is they're hoping to bring to the world, how it is they can serve their communities. Well, if a business has that, why not have one for our own lives? Why not have a sense of direction for our own lives? Why not figure out ways to figure, <laughs> I'm using that word a lot, but why not come up with ways to actually help ourselves move forward, right? So how do we go about creating one of these? Well, on the same website, they give us three steps, and I just want to share those verbatim. All right, so step one, you can write a letter from the future. They suggest you do this by fast forwarding to when you're 90 years old and thinking about what that 90 year old version of yourself has accomplished and how happy they are to have accomplished these things. 
right? And then you want to take and write a letter from that person to who you currently are. And it should be pretty descriptive. You want to make it as vivid as you can. Um, take that from the first tip that I gave you guys. We want to make sure that when we're writing this out, we are not writing it as if it's going to happen, but writing it as if it already has. And we have experienced it and we're looking back and saying, man, life was great. I was able to do this, this and this. And it was awesome. You know, I had some ups and downs because we have to be realistic. We're going to have ups and downs, but we have to also believe that we can overcome those things. All right. So, again, uh, just using that letter from the future is a great tool. That's step one. All right. Step two, they say that we should write a list of successes. Um, write them out and figure out what you've done to make them real and why they are relevant. All right. So in the Marine Corps, we do this thing where I'm assuming you probably do at your job, but you get, you know, rewards, you get notice for the effort you put in. And one of the suggestions that a NCO gave me a long time ago was to keep those things and put them inside a book. Um, I forget the word they use to describe this book, but it should be pretty much like your love me book, right? You keep all your accomplishments here, all the things that you've gotten recognized for. That way, when you're going through those hard times or things aren't quite going well, and you're starting to doubt that you're capable, you can always go back and see, well, I have to be capable. Success is a part of who I am. And I can validate this by looking here and seeing that I accomplished this. I accomplished that. I've done this. I've been recognized for this. All right. So all of us have down days. All of us have days where we doubt ourselves. Excuse me, let me get some water. All of us have days where we doubt ourselves. It's really helpful if we have something there that can help validate who we believe we are. All right. And then step three, we want to go and take data from that letter from the future in that list of successes and look for some key words. And those key words should pertain to the following categories. All right. The first category being environment. And by the way, you want to go through your letter and your list of successes and find things that correlate to the things I'm about to tell you guys about and circle them. Right. All right. So the first one being environment and my notes are wrote down who and what is around you. So if you listen to any podcast where they talk about being successful, one of the main things they say is you have to change your environment. You have to get in an environment that encourages, expects and supports success. All right. So when I say those things, you may want to look at your friendship circle. You may even want to look at the community you live in. And it's understandable. We can't always just get up and move, but we can do the small things in our own spaces. We can put words up on our walls that motivate us. We can hang pictures on our walls that motivate us. We can create vision boards, actually, and hang them up in a place we can see them so that we can always know what it is we're working for. All right. We can look at our friends and decide, yo, they were good for who I was, but maybe they're not quite good for who the person. Ooh, maybe they're not quite good for the person I'm becoming. All right. So just being mindful of those things. And you can do this again by looking at those letters and saying, well, what did that 90 year old version of me have? Who did they have around them on their way to success? Who was there supporting them? What type of things that they had to let go of or add more of into their lives to get where they wanted to go? All right. And the next one they have down is belief. And my notes for that one I wrote down, this is the mindset that helps you achieve your goals written in an affirming way. For instance, when I work hard, I get what I want. Right. So <laughs> I covered this a few weeks ago talking about uh, thinking in bets. And I went ahead and said that one of my favorite things to do is play spades. You know, I'm pretty competitive when it comes to that. 
And not just that, but pool or anything that I enjoy doing, I'm thoroughly convinced that I win. I was listening to Brian Tracy yesterday and he was talking about you have to almost dismiss the idea of failure from your mind. Not that they don't occur, but you have to reframe that word and think of it as you're not failing. You are. Oh, I don't want to mess this word up. <laughs> he said you're not failing. You're learning. Right. Um, I was listening to a song by Connor Price and he was talking about taking L's. And he said, when you take an L and turn it to a urn, that is how you learn. And I thought that was so unique. I'm always into the rhyming things. It's much easier to remember when they rhyme. But again, whenever we hit those hard times and things don't go our way, don't think of them as failing. Think of them as learning opportunities. You can't escape failures. You can't. But what you can do, especially when you're new, I mean, you're going to fail your way to success. But what you can do to, you know, decrease the amount of times you fail is make sure you're always learning from those things that pop up. Right. Um, but anyways, writing those things down in a reaffirming way. So I am successful. Everything I touch wins. Everyone attached to me wins. You know, writing down things like that, that solidify based off of that 90 year old version of yourself and your list of successes, thinking about what you've done. You know, you can come up with a list like that. When I prepare, I am unbeatable. Whatever it is you need to go and find in your messages to yourself and write those things down. All right. And then the next thing they talk about are emotions. In my notes, I wrote down how you feel about what you've done. So as I mentioned earlier, when you're writing down your goals or not even your goals, but when you're writing down that vision and you're talking about that letter from the 90 year old version of yourself, you really want to immerse yourself in that life. So one thing I used to do and that I currently still do, um, whenever I write down my goals, I do this every day. I do this in the evening and then I review them in the morning. So, yeah, I know that's not three times a day, but I had to be. Um, I just want to be honest with you guys. I do it twice. All right. So I write it down in the evening and then I read it in the morning. <clears throat> so when I do this, though, I'm actually sitting down and visualizing how it is I feel when I'm doing this. To give you guys a better example, when I was getting ready to move into this place long before I knew I was going to move here for sure, I believed I would. And what I did to solidify this is I would sit down, I would think about how happy I would be to pull my car into the garage, get out of my car, walk in through the side door and hear the freaking washer and dryer going because I had laundry going from when I left before. Come in, take my shoes off, sit on the couch, um, pull out my black laptop bag. I didn't even have a black laptop bag at the time, but I knew I would pull out my black laptop bag, sit it on the couch and get to work writing programs for the next day. And when you know it, that is exactly how my life is. But I envisioned it first. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. Some of you are going to laugh at me, but I would get emotional about it. I would do whatever it takes to put myself in that feeling to know what it feels like to accomplish things. And I knew what this was like because I've accomplished things before, which reaffirms the things I tell myself. I am success. That is one of my I am statements. All right. Um, but yeah, you really want to get involved with this. The more energy you put into it, the more energy you get out of it. Um, yeah, so stick with that, stick with that, stick with that. All right. And then the next thing they suggest is you need to go through there and circle your values. In my notes, I wrote down what drives you, whether that's love, joy, justice. All right. So for me, the thing that drives me, I talk about it quite often is my daughter. All right. And when I think about my daughter, it's love, right? Um, 
all of this wouldn't be possible. I shouldn't say that. None of this would be possible without my little girl. Because when I was in my lowest of lows, I needed someone to pull me out. So she is what I value. My love for her is what keeps me going, right? All right, so the next thing they suggest is to think about your purpose. And my notes are wrote down. Why must you fulfill this vision? All right. Um, for me, I went back and looked at my values to help me determine this. But also, what is it I want to contribute to the world? That's what they talk about. What is your contribution? And now thinking more broadly, <laughs> I don't really tell this to a lot of people, but one of the bigger things I'm looking for in my future is to create a space where people who come from a similar background, you know, we didn't grow up rich. My, f <laughs> I grew up knowing what the struggle is. My mom did her best, but as I got older, I realized what was actually happening. We were trying to figure things out. And my goal is to provide a way for others coming from similar situations to find their way, you know, provide them opportunities, provide them with the resources. But first I have to go and get it. But that gives me a solid purpose that puts a fire in my heart that I can't turn out, you know, that I can't put out. I have to get up. I have to do it. Um, this podcast, it was recorded at four o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at 11, probably went to sleep around 1130. Right before I went to sleep, I was telling myself, excuse my language, don't be a bitch. <laughs> you know, my future is depending on me. All right. And then the last step they suggest out of the three steps they've given, um, which is write it down in that statement. So this is how we pretty much put the whole statement together. You go back and you take all of those things that you identified, those key points, and you write them down in a compelling way. All right. And then that last tip that I have for you guys out of my three tips is to review often. So I mentioned earlier that Eric Thomas recommends you review these things three times a day. I review them twice a day, once when I write them down and then the next time when I actually read them. All right. So there is a science. I didn't actually write my notes for this part, but there is a science that goes along with this. Um, I will post the link to this article from Forbes, where it actually has and it goes into great detail about the science of it all but to give you guys a short version of it when we write it down we get to get it twice the first time we're writing it the second time because we're reading it as we write it right and every time we do this we reinforce it so when I talk about myself and I talk about how I learn I always explain it from the standpoint of my mind when it comes to whatever that category that I want to be great in as being a blank canvas, right? It takes multiple brush strokes for the picture to come and be something I can actually see. You know, it takes multiple applications to keep the paint fresh. You know, it takes more than one time of me doing something or being exposed to something for whatever that is to actually stick. And it's crazy when it happens because all of a sudden it's like, oh, I get it, you know, but it only happens when I commit myself to reinforcing that information. And again, our brains being major computers, whenever you program, I don't know if you've ever programmed anything, but I'm pretty sure, you know, you've had to do something with your phone or you have to reset it. When we do this, we put the information in and then we hit enter. We put the next amount of information in and we hit enter. We keep doing that until it takes we keep doing that until it works. You know, whenever you want to get great at something, riding your bike. <laughs> That's a good story. So I, whew, I struggled to learn how to ride my bike without training wheels. I remember, man, I remember I had them training wheels on forever. The only reason I was able to take them off is because one day I was riding and my grandpa was like, hey, 
the training wheels aren't even touching the ground. I'm like, oh, all right, cool, take them bad boys off. But as soon as we did that, I started falling all over the place again. <laughs> and so um, every time I fell down, I got back up and I kept trying, though. And it was ugly. I remember one time I was riding down the street on my bike with my cousins. They were behind me because they picked it up way faster than I did. I was riding down the street on my bike and I freaking almost started going into the street. And it was crazy when it started happening. The car was right next to me and everyone thought I got hit. Thank God I didn't, right? But that didn't stop me either. I got back up and got on that bike. And if you don't know how to ride a bike, I guarantee there's something we can connect on for most of us. And that would be walking. All right. If you can't identify with that, that would be talking. If you can't identify with that, that would be being to the point where you can actually understand what it is I'm telling you. All right. So you had to go and learn the words. You had to go to school. I'm assuming you had to go and get some foundational knowledge and figure out ways to put those things to practice. And when you were learning how to read or trying to understand those words, you didn't understand it at first, but you kept trying. You kept trying until you got it right. All right. And that's going to be the major thing for all of this failure. In the sense of what it actually is, is inevitable. But the things we can do to make ourselves less acceptable to that is keep showing up and always learn something from that lesson. Always learn something from that failure. And then you'll take all of your failures and turn them into learning opportunities. And when you look at it that way, how can you fail? Whew. All right. So, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> and it's actually going to do it for me. Um, yeah, that's today's show. So again, I got those articles and the content that I talked to you guys about from betterup.com and forbes.com. I'll post more in the descriptions. I hope you all enjoyed the show and I hope you walk away with something. All right. So again, just to review those three tips, write your goals down. Again, we're 1.2 to 1.4 times more likely to succeed when we do this. Tip number two, create a vision statement. All right. So most of us have heard this saying from the Bible, but without a vision, the people perish. All right. So again, just do do what you know you need to do. Follow your intuition. All right. And then the other quote I got from you guys is from one of my other favorite people. Um, pull that up real quick. Man, it's all kinds of notes. I went crazy on this one, y'all. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. All right. So this quote comes from Elon Musk. And I hope it's something that inspires you to go out and get things done. But he says the first step is to establish that something is possible, then probability will occur. All right, so that's all I have for you all. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. And as always, you know, I hope you keep pushing and recognize that your greatness awaits. <laughs>